That's, that's you. Am I on? Yes. <laughs> well, I have a piece of cat here. Good morning and welcome to your daily gay face. Hold right on after I say, here I, we go, that's what I know, but usually yeah. you point at me and I was watching out of the corner of my eye. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I am embarrassed, not really, because I don't get embarrassed very easily. No. I had a piece of cat here flying on my eyelash <laughs> and it's still there. But anyway, good morning. Welcome to your daily game face. Lou, that was your fault. You did not walk me into that one right. First of all, you don't wear the headphones, so you didn't know the music was playing. When the music is playing, you stand by. Secondly, I, I said, here we go. I know, but I can Which means, well, get ready. You know, it is what it is. and <laughs> I'm okay with it. So that was a laugh so that people were like, where is she? And that's because I'm playing with the hair on my eyelash. Oh, well. Good you got cats, again. that's what happens. So welcome to your Daily Game Face. Yeah. I'm Dr. Kimberly Lannon with cat hair on my eyelash this morning <laughs> that made me miss my cue to come yeah. into the show on time because mm -hmm. Lou didn't cue me in the way he normally does, so it's all his fault. Okay. Um, that's that's externalizing and passing the buck in case anyone doesn't know. It's literally in my job description. L literally it's in my job fault. Everything's my fault. So um, I am freezing, and that's all I've been complaining about since I got into the studio this morning. It's freezing in here. What is going on? It's like that and you way broke the chair. Normal in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I crossed, I crossed the line there, didn't I? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and and here's my my illustrious host. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, not host. Illustrious producer Lou Blasi. Yes. So today is the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. And and there's that piece of hair again. Um, and we are talking today about all things thankful and gratitudinous. That was the word I just used with your friend when I came in and said, "Honey, I'm home." I like it. <laughs> and and he thinks we're crazy. He oh, does. It's part of the staff meeting. That's why the staff meeting is scheduled. Uh, yes. For your entrance. Well, I like interrupting your staff meeting. It yeah. makes me happy. Mm -hmm. I like to you know change things up a little bit. You know, people don't like change. So that gives you a little bit of extra. Yeah, I don't like so, change. Yes. Um, so I thought, well, first of all, um, it is Thanksgiving tomorrow, and people have been stressed more than normal, which I keep saying, it really doesn't have to be this way, because right. it's really a time of not having to be stressed, but I get it. Um, and then also the fact that um, uh, people are traveling more than typical, and so people are stressed about that, which my answer to that is then don't travel if you're that stressed, mm -hmm. right? Why put yourself in that position? Right. Um, and then also I wanted to point out that if people don't know that I have a newsletter out, um, my newsletter came out yesterday for the month, and it has lots of tips and techniques, and then, of course, it links back to a couple podcasts a month, and yep. also um, things about beating holiday stress. And this um, month I also put in an article on... Um, why we're not still feeling relief after the election yet and what's happening like with people don't don't give me that look just move along don't look, give no, me the look just relief move is assumed but and yeah. and i put in a really cool one you'll have mm -hmm. to go look at it yeah. on i did it partially for you because i knew it would get you going on conspiracy theories and why they exist God. <laughs> i figured you'd be entertained by that i am not the conspiracy theorist I know that, but I figured that yeah. you would enjoy the fact that. In fact, I'm fighting off conspiracy theories I, in my life on a daily basis, and it's just it that gets annoying too. I, I understand, but it, it's worth food for fodder for you to go look at. So if I am a don't follower have, of Occam's Razor, you what? I'm a follower of Occam's Razor. I I am aware of this. Yeah. And and do you want to explain to people what Occam's Razor is for people that don't know or haven't seen it in movie references? I'll bastardize it because <laughs> to make it accessible. Basically, the simplest explanation is probably the true one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. not quite what it is, but it's close enough. So it's like keep it simple, stupid. The kiss, right? Yes. Yeah. Anything that's simple is probably the way it really truly is. The simplest form. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so conspiracy theories are really simple. Uh, and they well, require yes. a lot of things to actually work. Well, the whole point of my article inside mm -hmm. the newsletter yes. was to talk about why they exist and why people latch on to them and the psychological, you know, because this is about health and wellness and why people keep their mindsets the way they do. It was just to, you know, sort of piggyback the thing of like why we don't feel a lot of relief yet is because people make up all these conspiracy theories and people get themselves really worked up around stuff and... You know, because why not add more drama and complication to your life when there's not enough already? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this this month's newsletter was really packed with a whole. Bunch there are of two stuff reasons, right? You what? There are two reasons. Two reasons for people buying into conspiracy theories. 
Well, there's probably more than two reasons, yeah. but we'll go with what do you think? Uh, reason number one is that it's handing off responsibility for the outcome or responsibility for your reactions to the outcome. You're being victimized. Conspiracy theory creates a victim, generally the person talking about the conspiracy theory. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, those weren't on my list of yeah. things in my head, but yes. Secondly, people are uh, uh, sensation junkies. They love a good conspiracy right. theory because it's exciting. So, so that would be on the top of my one yeah. of the top of my list of reasons why conspiracy theories get get good weight and height is because people love drama, especially mm -hmm. people who have experience based in like creating drama in their lives, or they come yeah. from chaos. Yep, it, it creates more chaos and it runs with it. So, of course, because it's the group thing, it's the confirmation self verification theory biases, like it's all those yeah. pieces mixed up. All these psychological phenomenon go into it. And, and get it moving. So Plus corruption, incompetence, and evil people and stupid people are boring. Well, a conspiracy theory is exciting. So I wouldn't use the word stupid ever because of what I No, do no, no. I didn't mean the people who buy into conspiracy theories. Right. I mean the people that they're talking about. Like whatever is happening that's a result See, of conspiracy. But I'm gonna, I am going to yeah. reframe it just because, because I know what you mean by saying stupid, but it's yeah. more that so if you have an experience base of people, people with an experience base that's limited, there's a level of ignorance that comes with it, which is what I would like. That's what I hear when you say that. It's more of like yeah, no, the people's I... experience base doesn't have it in them to know different, not that they don't know better, but to know different because it's what they know. And then they don't get broadened out like, you yeah. know, triangulated theory and thinking about things. No, I just I had this social debate the other day on um, somebody put something up about mask wearing, which we won't get into, but somebody put something up and, and they referenced an article and I asked what the reference was, not to be provocative, but I really wanted to read the article because, you know me, I want to read all the stuff, yeah. right? So the girl got really defensive and was like, oh, you're one of those, blah, blah. And I said, no, I just really actually was politely asking for the article. So she's like, oh, my. And she actually said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she sent me the article. And it was a great article. And I'm so glad I read it because it was just a different take on something from overseas in a different journal. It was actually a reputable journal on something. And I was so excited. But, you know, people are so intense of the drama that they thought, it was just to push her buttons to yeah. to go at her. And I was like, no, I actually just wanted to read the article that you referenced. So I was really excited to do it. But people are so on the defensive yeah. to feel that you're challenging their their theory, their thought, their idea. And I just wanted to know the information. Sometimes you just come from a genuine place and yeah. and not to be you gotta read either stuff. stupid or ignorant. To be clear, I wasn't calling the people who believe in conspiracy theories ignorant. I People look at something that happens, right? Mm. And because it was monumentally, stu it was a monumentally stupid decision of policy, they think it was the Illuminati, and yeah. that's not what it was. Someone was just being an idiot. Right. <laughs> you know, I get. No, I get what you're yeah. saying. I was just making sure that people like know that we use those interchangeable terms and yeah. how I see them and how. But yeah, I wasn't. I don't yeah. think that you're calling people stupid, even <laughs> no. though on the backside you may think that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I. I, I just, well, I'm just giving you a hard yeah. time. No. We're going to have to have therapy after I'm trying this. not to be judgmental. I didn't think you were. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just we're, we're washing it right now. Yes. And it's like, no, I mean, come on, this is really simple. I, I, I get yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so if you want my newsletter, certainly you can, you can um, put a post up on my Facebook yes. page here and let me know. And, I can e and it's an email, so I can email it to you. Or you certainly can reach out to my website and email me through my website at um, gamefaceconsulting.com. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly, it's it was a good one. This I think it's a good one this this month because it really has a lot of stuff in it um, that people would either find useful for the holidays and kind of cap encapsulating everything I've been talking about the past few podcasts, and also um, the. Uh, just the kind of coming down from the election and rollover and transition time and people and what they're doing. And, and what I find in my current practice in the past couple of weeks since November 3rd is that people are, are really gearing up more for now the holidays yeah. with the stress. So it's sort of like an in-between. I've got some people that are really still into that stress space of, of the election post. And then I've got people that are really caught up still in, in um, going into the holidays, but in a different way. You know, more yep. about like the sadness pieces of not being able to be with family because a lot of people have made the choice to not be with a lot of people, which is fine. Um, but then but then not accepting that the decision that they've made is in being OK with the decision that they've made, even though. So, you you know, mourning the loss of the thing that they've made, but not realizing that, yeah. well, you can do this another time. Yep. Um, 
And I've seen, um, not to start controversy, but I've seen a huge uptick. <laughs> I know Lou's <laughs> laughing at me because he's like, oh, Kim. Yeah. Um, that I've seen a huge uptick in not direct cases to me, but lots of people around me that know people who have gotten COVID in the past two or three weeks. And, okay. and most yeah. of them, because of course I'm like in my head doing like little contact tracing, like in my own head of like, where they've been, what are they doing? And it's all, you know, big gatherings. So I'm, I'm about like, okay, so stay away from your big gatherings mm -hmm. or people that you haven't been around because you're going inside and doing things and stick with your, stick with your bubbles, stick with your typical bubbles. Unless of course you're in the warmer States, which, you know, people are outside and get to still do those things. So, um, you know, sticking with what, you know, kind of go back and do a little bit of what you were doing in the beginning so that you don't get yourself involved. Um, there's a, there's a detox that I won't, um, name because I can't, but there's a, a, there's a detox here, a mm -hmm. rehab facility that, yep. you know, you know, addiction obviously is up. So lots of people are going in. Um, they had a huge uptick, um, in the past two weeks with someone that had gone out and, you know, they get day passes in the yep. rehabs, they go get day pass or weekend passes. And then, um, unfortunately they don't follow right. where the people go. They say they're going to go stay with their brother or their sister, their aunt and uncle, whatever, but then they end up going and doing whatever they're doing. And then they come back to the unit and they bring it with them and then the whole unit gets infected which then the staff yeah. it's like it's a it's a trickle down effect so um given that i see lots of different hospitals that i work with or consult and have people in them that are working there as my as you know the people i've trained i'm getting all the stories of like people who go out on their passes and come back after being with other groups of people and bringing it back so yeah. um just being mindful of the fact that you know certainly we are in the northeast and viruses in general love cold weather mm -hmm. which is why we get you know the upticks and stuff so yep. um but anyway so thanksgiving Wait, would you be proud of me if, if i told you as we sit this morning i have absolutely no idea what i'm doing tomorrow you have no idea what you're doing tomorrow no idea oh i know what i'm doing tomorrow what can i have do you want me to <laughs> yes, me? I'm I, like, do. I don't care what you're doing tomorrow no, <laughs> would do you want me to make a plan for you no no oh. I'm, do you want I'm to quite happy. Tomorrow? I think you should just do nothing. I think you should walk on the beach. I'm quite happy at not having a plan for tomorrow. And I think it's fantastic. It's I think it's a laid back year. We'll that's an, how I yeah, see it. We'll have a nice meal and watch some football and right. everything will be fine. Oh, that's what I had to tell you all about. I have to retract what I said last week. I had uh -oh. to eat my words cuz last week after the after the show and I was talking about there was no traditional Macy's Day parade, they came out and said they were having it. Did you no, see that? They didn't. They're just, having the Macy's Day. I'm not. They decided a couple days ago. There, it was like literally last Wednesday night, or maybe Thursday morning last week after I did the show. That's they're when they decided the they can what? put this thing together in a week. Listen, I am not dumb. I don't know these <laughs> things. I just know that it wasn't on, and then it was. Yeah. So I was shocked okay. because they're doing it, but it's being contained, and so I'm interested to see. So it, of course, it will be playing tomorrow morning in my house now because being contained. it's tradition. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how they're going to keep. I have I have two theories, conspiracy theories, that he, <laughs> that where they're going to put it is that it's going to be like right in front of Macy, so all the the visual shots are going to be all the all the footage in the production is going to be in front of, right in front of Macy's where they usually do all the judging and the grandstanding, and then they won't do film footage of like the streets going out because I can't imagine how they're going to keep people from coming down right. to Herald Square or that whole area to Especially not watch. If they so, know it's going to happen. Yeah. <sighs> you what? Especially if they know it's going to happen, they're going right. to show up. And they're advertising. They're advertising it now. So I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. So so it's a ha it's happening, but under the rules that you can't come watch it in person. So hopefully, there's not going to be a problem. But nonetheless, how do you keep millions of people away from coming into the city to watch the parade? I don't know how it's going to look or what it's going to look like. But I had to retract what I said because it was announced that they are in fact having it, and I almost fell off my chair going. Well, I lied to my listeners. You didn't lie. You were you used the information you had at the time. I was misinformed. Things change. Things change. So I was really surprised by it because I'm very fascinated. I'm everything psychologically fascinates me. So I'm like, well, how is this going to play out? And how are people going to feel about this? And and who's going to complain? How is who's going to complain? And who's going to find a problem with it? And who's going to you know, yip yeah. about it? And anyway, so. So tomorrow morning, now you can possibly watch that if it was ever part of your tradition. Was it? No. No. <laughs> so, no. No. Um, anyway, so uh, for people that um, have nothing to do tomorrow, there's lots of really cool shows on. 
and it's going to be raining, so get your exercise in early because, you know, if you're going to eat a lot, you should definitely exercise. Before you eat. And what? Before you eat. Well, yeah, because after, mm, yeah, not so much. Get um, that metabolism going. It, and, and, and we should be thankful for things. And I know it sounds cheesy and cliche, but um, that was part of my newsletters is finding good things so that you're not stuck feeling unhappy and miserable yeah. because a lot of people – let's be honest, because of COVID, on top of people who are like single or already on their own, um, I have clients that, you know, don't have places to go anyway. And then with COVID, it's like doubly isolative. So, or triply, for some people, it feels really isolating. Um, so trying to put it into a normal bell curve of mm -hmm. this is, this is kind of, it's just a day. It's a Thursday, first of all. Um, everything's still going on. You know, st some stores are open. Yep. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of like not putting so much pressure on it that it's this big thing. Is that everybody, not just in the United States, but the world, even though the, the world doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, it's a U.S. thing, but the world is still functioning. It's not like everybody's isolating you out or disconnecting so that you don't feel so disconnected. How is there no Black Friday regulations and... So a lot of stores, what I read this morning, because, of course, I always want to know, like, about things that my clients are going to talk to me about, is a yeah. lot of stores aren't opening like yeah, they normally but they're doing would, but it some are. But they're doing it voluntarily. Yeah. And, and we've got all these travel restrictions in Massachusetts now and these Thanksgiving restrictions. And there are no Black Friday restrictions. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I haven't seen any Black work? Friday restrictions. Yeah. I know that I know that there was a big... Because what, what would be a bigger super spreader event? Than... Somebody going to dinner in New Hampshire or Thanksgiving dinner with 10 people or Black Friday. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and so it's it'll be interesting to see if something does come out or like in our state, you know, in Massachusetts, if Charlie Baker and Marty Walsh come out today because they often do their press conferences with like rules and restrictions. Yeah. But I haven't heard anything. They can't do it. They can't do anything on Wednesday before Black Friday. Hey, listen, Institute. you know that yeah. the government can do whatever they want to do, <laughs> whatever they want to do it. Come on now. Well, there was panic on there was panic on Facebook this morning because somebody said, some one person spread a whole thing about how the liquor stores were going to close today at five. And, oh, you should have seen the, the <laughs> frenzy of crazy around that. And then that was re, that was um, fixed I'm glad I didn't with someone see that. saying, oh, oops, that was Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's not Massachusetts. Massachusetts is closed tomorrow for liquor sales, though, so that people. Who buys liquor in Massachusetts anymore? Listen, a lot of people do. Yeah. And so people have to go out and do their thing. Yep. So, but I, I was, I was laughing about how people get, not in a bad way, but just how people get so revved up around things like, well, you know, you had, you know, Thanksgiving is the same time every year. Go stock up, get your stuff. Um, you know, um, so I have no idea about the Black Friday thing. I don't do Black Friday. I stay away yeah. from all stores oh, anyway. God. I'm yeah. not. I have a really, really good friend who loves doing Black Friday and would like to start shopping tomorrow at, at noon. Yeah. I don't understand that. And I'm like, I'm yeah. out. Yeah, I've never been a Black Friday guy. Yeah, no. And, well, usually I'm up in New Hampshire, um, and usually she wants to drive to Tilton to go to the, to the outlets at, like, 9 at night after we eat. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And so she's always like, let's go. Come on, let's go. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so um, I'm not a big fan. And so even more so, I wouldn't be a big fan now. And I, have, I, I was in the mall. I haven't been to the mall in like a year, and I went to the mall the other day. Mm. Which mall? I went to the Burlington Mall. Oh, okay. And, yes, I did not cross over into New Hampshire as of yet. Cause I had such a big discussion about that this weekend, this whole thing in the travel restrictions, because the enforcement is the local health agencies. Right. Police aren't doing it. The local no. health uh, organizations are, which means that enforcement is going to be done based on spying. Right. You're going to be reported by a neighbor or a friend. Or somebody or, or something, yeah. right? Or, like, you, you, yeah. It's, and, and, well, that's the, so I've had that discussion, too. So let me come back to that in a second. Yeah. So the Burlington Mall, just really quickly. So I thought I was, I went early so that I wouldn't feel like I don't go into lots of heavy travel places. It was, it was like, it was so empty. And it yeah. was kind of sad because I don't know if you've been into the Burlington Mall. That's the first time I've been in a long time, but. 
I would say 50% of the stores are shut down yeah. and gone, like yeah. fronted up and gone. And they're redoing the floor. And Santa was there and there was a line for kids to see him, but there was no sitting on his lap and he had the visor. It was, you know, it's just so amazing yeah. because it changes that feel. Yep. But I get it. But it had that lonely. So it goes to what I was saying about people feeling lonely and disconnected. It had that lonely, stark, empty feeling. Yes. Um, and so me having that feeling i had already had a couple of clients talking to me about that and me then seeing it to experience i was like oh this and, you know you know i can i can imagine it and then when you feel it really it's yep. you know obviously it's there and so it's it's quite stark and um shocking because mm -hmm. it's not i'm so not used to it. you know you go in and everything's decorated and everything's beautiful and all this stuff and it's like not at all right now so and there was no one there it was yeah empty um so unlike the airports in the past two days yeah there and, and and apparently and raymond's turkey six, farm this they had, morning yesterday yeah. i was watching um the news last night as i was working out um yesterday was higher travel day in airplanes 6900 air, air flights more i guess it was a thousand more than last year on the same day when non-covid yeah and so i was like oh boy yeah <laughs> there's there's a super spreader right there like through the air you know obviously yep. um so, uh, you know, people are complaining. You know, it's just it's just hard. So let's be thankful for things that we have. Yeah. And, and gratitude, um, which is going back to you were just saying about um, talking this week about. I'm sorry. You interrupted me to, to get away from Burlington Mall and we were talking. and then. Oh, no, I was just saying just had this big conversation about, about dinner plans in New Hampshire, which is oh. which is illegal. By the way. Yes. Five hundred dollar a day fine, potentially. Well, I have no idea how they're going to enforce this. Well, that's this the same thing like that's that. been in Massachusetts before. It was the yeah. same thing in Massachusetts before. If you go to other other red states and stuff like that, and the enforcement of that, and, yeah. and how that goes. So, um, well, so I have a couple of clients that live, like literally on the border. Yeah, so they, I do. You know, they walk their dog. Yeah. Into the New Hampshire forest, and they're back in Ma or vice versa, and they're like, what? what you're going to find me because I went across or I grocery shop in New Hampshire because I'm in Nashua, but I work in Mass. Like, and I, you know, well, that's an exemption. exemptions to the rules. Yeah, grocery shopping is an exemption. It's, it's going to be. Restaurants are not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be, that's going to be a lot of follow up and, and reinforcement unless the, the, and I don't know if this is happening because this has been a conversation of people asking me and I'd have no idea um, that, you know, are the, are the local, the local health departments, getting restaurant logs and and credit card receipts and following up yeah, with no. every single person and I, I mean i don't know like how do they do that or you know if you're going up to new hampshire and staying at a at a resort like yeah. some people are yeah um are they are they getting the rod the roster from the the hotel to give no I mean, what's happening is and this is this is america in 2020 which is frustrating as hell you don't post because some karen in your town, where you live, who knows you? Probably a neighbor. Oh, you're at a hotel resort? Yeah, that's illegal. And then report you to the health department. And the health department is going to have to follow through because they're probably being told they have to follow through. And then what? Are they going to subpoena your credit card bills to see if you... It's a lot of work. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. So so, so just so that we we don't get the the fury of like people's like anxiety to go up is that it's... It's not illegal to go to the state of New Hampshire. It's just you have there's certain specifications Transitory that you have visits. to meet in order to yeah. go or to come to Massachusetts or to go to Vermont yeah. or Maine. There, everyone's got their. Oh, Vermont's safe. Vermont, you know, Vermont's the last white state, I think. <laughs> so they, and but they've been really, really strict because being from Vermont, I follow a lot of stuff that happens, and I've got a lot of clients that are up there at UVM, and I'm here. Yeah. They've been really strict on the testing and being able to come in and out and doing things, but they're not, I mean, they're not enforcing a border cross or anything like that, to Well, my first knowledge. of all, nobody's within 600 feet of each other in Vermont. Hey, <laughs> Except don't be picking on my state, my home state. No, there's I'm not picking. Of, of people that are five feet away from each other, let I'm, me tell you. I'm not picking on the state, but Burlington, you mentioned UVM, my yes. son's up there, and, <coughs> and Montpelier, these larger cities are... And Rutland. And Rutland. They're Middlebury. Extremely, they're, being from Vermont, they're of a certain mindset, and so they're going to follow all these things to the nth degree. I mean, UVM, the campus up there, yeah. what, what they've done, I mean, everybody... Everybody just does what they're supposed to do. 
Well, yes, and that's why they haven't had the issues. I mean, they haven't been climbing. But yesterday, I noticed on one news report that we weren't climbing either. We had, like, the Northeast in general was no. up 7%, but in comparison to the rest of the country, it wasn't. Okay, so digressing. Yeah. Um, coming back, <laughs> the um, the the travel. So it, So it's not illegal. It's that you have to follow certain specifications so that if you're traveling, you know, you have to be, you can either quarantine or you can um, test or, so there's, it's not that you're doing. Even then it's not you know, illegal, by the way. The, what? Even then it's not illegal, well, right, by the way. There's, is, right, because yeah. no, it's not a, it's not a law. It's yeah. a, it's a guideline suggestion recommendation um, and it, you know, under the threat of a $500 day fine if you yeah. don't do. So, you know, so just so that people well, understand that. An addendum to that, by the way. You what? A, an addendum to that, by the way, because I was looking into this because. Because you wanted I, to go I, to New Hampshire? Yeah. I, I didn't want the hassle. So I was just trying to avoid all this. And um, first of all, you can do transitory visits. You can go grocery shop. You can go yes. to work. You can go, yes. to, go to an airport yes. or a bus station. You can visit somebody. Uh, uh, I think you can visit. A sick person. I yes. think you can go to hospitals, mm -hmm. things like that. It's just anything beyond that. No. So the thing is, you either quarantine for 14 days when you come back, or you get a negative test. So what the hell? I haven't even got a test in this whole thing. So I said, I'll see if I can get a test. So I'm looking on the CVS sites and stuff like that. Go through the application. Um, no symptoms. Haven't had any contact with anybody who's positive. No, everything's fine. I just want a test. Not eligible. I can't get one. Well, you can. Well, I, yeah, if I pay the $139. So you just have to go to a walk-in clinic, yeah. like I do, to mm -hmm. get them. <laughs> and the ones that don't do appointments, because the ones that have appointments are loaded because yeah. everyone's got appointments because they want to take the test. But So So a walk-in, with you can go in without symptoms and without... Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminding you that it's $160 to your person. Oh, yeah. If you want the test, yeah. right? Um, but the, the walk-ins are available. But here's the thing about the testing, and this was on, you know, they were, the CDC was talking about this last night. I don't know if you saw this. And, and super important to the psychology of this, and I think this makes sense, too, is that, you know, they're looking to back it down to the seven days, given that you, first of all, if, if you have no direct exposure to anybody, then the guidelines are going to change around that. So that would be a good thing, mm -hmm. right? Um, which is hard because... You don't know sometimes, but if you're if you're getting tested today, and you're going somewhere, and this is what makes no sense, and you're going somewhere and you're coming back, but it has to be within 72 hours right. of the test. Like yep. the exposure that could have happened on the other side of the border doesn't account for the three days before. So it doesn't. The test so is a snapshot. It make sense. So they're 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 revamping it because of some of those things because it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. that because it it's roughly within the time frame of usually six to eight days of when a symptom would would be present to be able to catch it on testing and you'd have to have the exposure so if you've gone 14 days like i have you have with no exposure and then you go somewhere then to come back you still it, you, it could be anywhere in there and so it's like well when do you actually test you know so there's lots of different pieces of it so i think that they're still tweaking it which is another reason why it's going to be really hard to enforce even though they might try to really enforce it it's going to be hard to enforce because who's to say that well you did get exposed you didn't get exposed did you get exposed and so it it makes for very stressful yeah. situations so when it first came out as you know like i have all my all my holiday plans that i typically do I was like, oh, well, you know, because I've, I've had to travel to other red states and come yep. back and test. So this is kind of normal for me. So I'm keeping it in check of, like, this is just kind of the standard. And within a, probably a week or two, I'm imagining even faster because the CDC was pretty heavy on it last night that it was going to change to seven days, be really specific about conditions where you'd have to test, knowing why, you know. Yeah. So things are changing again. Um, and just having people keep that in mind that, you know, being mindful of that yeah. um, and that, you know, not to panic um, because people are, are panicking. I have lots of clients that yeah. have houses up in New Hampshire and, and Vermont that go back and forth and now they're feeling like they can't right. go. I'm like, of course you can go. I'm less panicked about the COVID than I am about the state. State You're, worries me more than more than the I virus does. I know. We have to do state therapy for you. Well. I know because, well, you worry about all, Massachusetts or New Hampshire? Massachusetts. Oh. 
Well, the, the, first of all, the state is down an incredible amount of funds, so they would be very happy to fine you $500 a day if they thought they could get away with it. And it's like all these things we just talked about, yes. you, and I neither, you and I are not experts. No. We don't have a panel of experts at our disposal. Right. Unlike the governor. Right. And yet he still comes up with this policy. You and I in three minutes would have found all the holes in this policy. In fact, we did find all the holes in this policy. But the guy running the state at, well, gonna, still decides to go through with it. But we're going to make – I'm going to make, not we. I mm -hmm. will make the jump to the fact that the people who are informing him are informing him of these things and that they do discuss this because it's not like they're not a brain trust. There is some pretty good people on yeah. his panel from Mass General and Harvard. And, you know, so I'm imagining that they are thinking through those things, which is why some of the stuff is shifting. But I also think that there's a little bit of there's a little political banter between the states right now. Of, well, if you, oh, God, yes. if you do this, then I'm going to do that. Yep. If you do that. So I think that we as citizens psychologically have gotten in the fray of, of yeah. the fight between the governors yes. of the states, unfortunately, um, which is fascinating for the political science and the political psychology of it all is that we become, as citizens, part of this, this co talk about cognitive dissonance, right, yeah. from last week, the conflict of ideas between two states, two people, two bodies of government that are supposed to work together but are yeah are like essentially being like well i'm going to take my ball home well i'm going to take my ball home you can't yeah. it's the back and forth and there's a lot of that and it's making people really in my yeah. business it's making people you know you think that people are just talking about you know anxiety and i'm not having money and no we're talking this is what's yeah. happening in my practice constantly so usually it's all the other things in life but now it's all the things that are happening in the world more communally and macro versus yeah. micro and it's pretty fascinating i hit my dunkin donuts in salisbury i'm okay i hit my right. dunkin donuts in seabrook 500 dollars a day for right. two weeks it, it, and it's literally over the it's yeah. right there on the line it, it doesn't make any sense. I know. But Lucy, yeah. Lucy, if you can't see Lou, Lou's like going to go <laughs> his head. <laughs> because it took so much time in the past few days just to plan for what I wanted to do and and balance what I wanted to do. It's like, why is this in my head? Why do I have to deal with this? Because it's silly. It's not even, it's so divorced from the whole issue that it's supposed to be solved. I get it. You know? I know. So why am I spending time on this? It's it's well, unnecessary so the, hard. So the so the good thing mm -hmm. here's I'm looking for the silver linings yeah. for this because it is Thanksgiving. So the good thing is is that what it does to the mental psyche of people, this little debate back and forth of states and their restrictions guidelines, is that it will put enough, unfortunately, enough concern in some people that are people pleasers to the extent of yeah. over the top that they won't travel, right. which in theory, and I'm imagining, I don't know if they would talk about this, but in my line of work that in theory, it would keep enough people into the being you know, compliant so that they are not gonna be punished versus rewarded. Yes. They're going to comply based on the fact that they don't wanna be seen as doing something bad, so they're going to stay, but they're also doing the right thing because it's being told it's the right thing, which is fine. So it's gonna keep enough people probably from becoming part of a super spread versus not, you know, in yeah. the mindset, you know. So it actually is doing some people a favor that might not be thinking mm -hmm. about things that might be more lax. So it actually is a gap protector in that way. That's how, I mean, that's how I see it. And, and it's yeah. not, and it's not saying that people can't think for themselves because they certainly can, but people who, you know, are many shows that I've done have talked about the fear generation, obviously, and, yep. and, and the threat generation is if you have that fear or that threat of something bad happening to you or someone else or being fined or seen as being, um, breaking the law because people do think it's the law, then <clears throat> people will be more likely not to do. So it's a group thing. Yep. Right. And then, and then it, and then it, it settles people into a space, even though it's it can be suppressive or oppressive. It settles people into a space of, of, of backing down to not be spreaders, in the theory of doing health epidemic work, which you know it works for a lot of people. I know a lot of people in my practice. You know, 70, 75 people a week that I see. I would say at least half of them, half, have that mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, of and 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 that works for them in the moment because they're not they're not threat generated to the point where they're so panicked they're actually taking back some empowerment for themselves saying okay it's okay to not go and and then other people are like i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and <clears throat> and make adjustments or like me i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do 
but I'm just going to follow the, the rules so that I can do what I want to do. Yeah. And that will change. That's why I was saying about the CDC talking about the changing, that it's going to come down to seven, eight days, not 14 anymore. It's going to be only if you've been exposed. Uh, I mean, there's all these yeah. changes coming so that it doesn't, because it's becoming such a um, hot debate item for people because people can't move amongst their lives and it's really difficult. So, but, so I'm thankful. I'm thankful for at least, you know, some people thinking about that and not continuing on the, you know, extending, extending, extending. I, I know people that have, that have quarantined, gone away, quarantined for 14 days, gone away, quarantined for 14. They keep doing that because they don't want to test because they don't want to put the thing up their nose. Just put the thing up your nose. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little brain tickle. <laughs> Unless you get a nurse that jams it up there and it's not. But see, Lou, I'm going to get you a test. Give me a test? Yeah, we're going to, because you said you haven't had one yet. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go tell them that I've been in contact with somebody. You know, this is, you have to game the system at this point. They're making you game the system. I would have been perfectly fine to get a test. Wouldn't have bothered me. But even now, I wouldn't be able to get a test. Even if I went to, and I didn't, but even if I went to dinner in New Hampshire and came back, I couldn't get a test. Right. Because <clears throat> I haven't had any contact with anybody I know is positive, and then I have no symptoms. Right. Which then you'd have people say, well, you could be asymptomatic and caring and spreading. I understand. <laughs> I understand the principles behind this. I know. And I'm willing to comply. I'm willing to get a test. But you're making it difficult for me. If you have this regulation in place, testing should be available to people. Right. right. Anyway. So I'll, I'll tell you my secret spot after we're off the okay, show good. so you can get tested if yeah. you need to. I'm uh, not going to disclose because no, I don't I want get... to ruin it for myself. No, if I want to pay, I can get tested. But I'm, you know, I'm doing the test to try to comply with everything right. that's going on here. Right. I know. And you're, by the way, mean. I'm probably safer in New Hampshire than I am in Massachusetts. Oh, you Just jumped the way to the other side. You I'm, went right over to New Hampshire. I, t listen, if we're going to follow the science, we're going to follow the science. Right. I see New Hampshire gets put on the uh, uh, red list, and the first thing I do is check New Hampshire's totals. There's one death, and it's in a nursing home. It's right. like you're safer in New Hampshire than you are in Massachusetts. That's neither well, here nor there. I think you're safe where you live. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think I, I think it's the mass. You know, you know where it is. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, talk about gratitude because that's what I was just going to move on to. This is this is something for me, and I've done a lot of work in these areas. Yeah. Gratitude is one of those things that has never clicked with me. You know, some people say you know, meditation doesn't click, or or right. it just haven't hasn't found a way to hit. And I've done I've My done the exercises. My answer to that is always because you're not doing it right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I've done, you know, some of the exercises, you know, for two weeks, you write down every night right. stuff that you're thankful for. And there have been times in the past when I've been particularly distressed where it's easy to go back and focus. Instead of I try to do gratitude, what I do is end up focusing on things that I'm positive about. Right. And that uh, helps relief, you know, my kids and, you know, that type of thing. Well, so, so gratitude, so people, you know, so it gets a bad rap a lot of times because it has those little, it's all the old or even new, the misnomer, the cliche, yeah. the cheesy kind of like attitude about, oh, gratitude, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, just do it, you know, the Nike slogan. But gratitude has a, a has a continuum of, of finding um, something in, like intentional about your day that's worthwhile, like working on. So the way I explain it to my clients and mm -hmm. to you is that every day, having an intention to do something that makes a difference for you. Mm -hmm. So whether that's, you know, if I have a negative thought come in my head, I'm going to actively know that I'm going to, with intent, try to flip it around so I'm not up unhappy and it doesn't run away with me. There's an intent. That's a gratitude thing for yourself. Yeah. Or a gratitude thing of, or being grateful that, um, you know, that I don't have illness or something that's with intention that you just can say to yourself on a cognitive level at the base or having a continuum of just living with intention from day to day about like doing something that makes a difference in someone else's life. Five smiles today, something basic so that it feels like not overwhelming or cheesy or, you know, five smiles today. Now it's hard because mm -hmm. of masks, right? So <clears throat> um, saying something behind the mask like, um, good morning, have a good day, something that's going to keep you in the mode. Because when we do those things, it actually changes the brain chemistry. You know, I'm big on brain chemistry yeah. and the neurons. So doing things that are going to move your own neurology, 
your serotonin, your dopamine, your pleasure, your, your mood regulators, your GABA, your anxiety, things that are going to get you a, a connected response in times of disconnection. So, <clears throat> so finding the gratitude and the fact that you can do that. Or even if you're on a Zoom call, like a lot of people still haven't gone out and they don't do anything, they're still home, is finding an intention of the day to make a difference in your own life, not necessarily in someone else's life directly, even though that works as well, but trying to just do it for you first to right. see if that makes a difference. So it doesn't have to be like, I'm grateful for, which is okay, like I'm grateful for, you know, my cats and my mom and my sister and my dog. It's about... <clears throat> It's not about the superficial level of it. It's really about like I'm grateful the fact that I can, I can go for a walk today and and not have to worry about blah 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 or what. It's finding something with intention. Mm -hmm. So versus it just being words of, well, I'm grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for the moon because it doesn't mean anything yep. to a person. It's really finding a meaning and believability behind it so that it makes sense to you and you stay in your own space. Um, and it's hard for people to find the to yeah. live with intention because it's it's like living with purpose what's your purpose people go right to grand purpose big goal instead of just being i'm just going to be happy today for this and people think that they have to be happy all day and you know you could wake up in a bad mood and you could either go with i'm going to be bad mood all day or I'm just going to try to change this around a little bit. It will pass. And then be like, oh, I'm grateful for the fact that I could flip that around because now the rest of the day is okay. People typically go with the one or the other. Yeah. But living with the intention to put it forward to do the gratitude in that way. Um, it's like when people sit around the Thanksgiving dinner, if you're with some of your family tomorrow and saying, okay, what's everyone grateful for? You'll get the standard responses that I'm, you know, I'm grateful for the food and I'm grateful for my family. And I'm grateful for, you know, health. But it's really ask, asking a deeper question of like, but what does that mean? You know, um, I'm grateful that um, I could make someone smile today, or I'm grateful that I could read a book or that it, whatever it is, and it's more specific so that someone can feel it. Yeah. Because a lot of people will say, I'm grateful for family, and they don't mean that. Or they mean it, but it doesn't connect emotionally. So it's really right. about what is your belief that you feel happy or, or, um, have belief in that will make you feel something that has a positive effect on you, not necessarily happy. Because people say, I'm never happy. Okay, so if you're not happy, what gives you something that gives you a positive feel inside, like an actual flutter of the stomach or it makes yeah. you feel warm or makes you feel happy? You know, some people have smells or a song. This is a holiday. You know, yeah. the reason why people have put their lights up. I started putting lights up last week, not Christmas tree, but I started putting lights up on little plants and other things in the house. Because that, that sense of joy, yep. living with intention to see the happiness in something, that is gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's about changing the way you think about it. So what do you think of that? Sounds like it's that's you're kind of deciding what you're going to make your day about. Right. Um, because a lot of people get up, and I do it on occasion too. You get up, and it's just like I just have all this static to deal with. I just right. got a whole bunch of hassle to deal with. And that's, I guess, one way to approach it. Another way to approach it is find something else positive that you're going to that the day is going to be about, and you deal with the static on top of it. Exactly, yeah. and not and not and, and not making the static the the primary, making right. that the underneath, so that it's kind of the noise underneath, so that you're always reminding yourself to live with the intention of, yeah, that's there. But I'm, you know, it's kind of like I have I have eight clients today, which I do right yeah. after this eight clients today, and I'm already thinking about okay, I've also got to do all this stuff for you know my house and my cats and all this other yeah. stuff, and I've got some business meetings and other stuff, but. I also know that I'm going to have all these really cool interactions today that I'm looking forward to with people. So I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like the noise is underneath, but I'm like, oh, but I'm going to get to see this person. I get to find out what's gone on with this and do that. And so yeah. it's living with that intention of that's going to make the day really good. And this is a baby steps thing, too, in that yes. you do it for you learn to do it and it maybe kills half an hour for you during the day. But the more you do it, the longer you can extend that. Right, because it becomes until it automatic. Become, it becomes automatic, yeah. Just like if you're a person that sits in your negativity, right, cap, um, cup half full, mm -hmm. that that's the thing that's become automatic to you. And it didn't happen overnight. Yep. You step-by-step step baby stepped into that. Yep. Now, if you want your, cap, your cup It doesn't half happen overnight, but it happens it, it happens in a way that you don't no. realize. Right. All of a sudden, you, you realize you're doing... You're doing the better things. You're doing the more productive things. You're dealing with things better. And you go, I don't right. know, when did that switch flip? And it's like it didn't. It kind of, 
and kind well, of worked your way into it. Exactly. So that's the same thing with is so if you have unfortunately you have to live with intention to flip it mm-hmm. because it became it was so automatic that it fl- right. it went that one way that you're talking about that by living baby steps with intention to turn it eventually it will feel the same way on the other side but you're you're more likely having to just be more cognitive and aware of it because you learn essentially you learn to be negative from childhood yes and so you didn't know during childhood about the awareness piece and all those other things it just was happening you were doing it you were participating in it you were co-creating it whatever was happening now it's like you have to stop on the dime and be like okay i have to pivot this i just had a moment of friends in my head and my friend saying pivot yeah couch in the stairwell um (laughs) see there's where my head went that was a happy moment i was like pivot yeah um and um and and pivoting it on that space to say okay now I have to intentionally really work with not seeing my cup as half empty all the time. Yep. And there's so many people that have that cup half empty, even when there's good stuff going on. There's like yeah but the yeah I call it the yeah but yeah. syndrome yeah but yeah but but that's so good yeah but this is not. <laughs> you kind of have to learn the strength of it because people understand the strength of negativity. Yes. They understand how you can sabotage your job interview by worrying about it. They understand how you can stub your toe in the morning and that can contaminate your whole right. their whole rest of the day. They understand the power of negative. They don't give any power to the positive. They, they don't think that because the mind is a threat generator. That's what it's designed to right. do. Well, right. Socially, culturally, yeah. familially, genetically, we are a lot of the times lined up for the negative space yeah the, there's and, a bear in the back of every cave that's what our mind is telling us right yeah and and so being able so being able to really look at how do we flip that around so i th- i think of it as so i use p-e-s-s so i use um the physical physical and in- live with physical intention live with emotional intention live with social intention mm-hmm. and and spiritual intention and i put a little asterisk over that because <laughs> whatever that means to someone right but if you're if you're trying to find a way to be because it's always talked about this is so ethereal and people are like how do you how do you tangibly touch gratitude or intention yeah. to to flip it on that pivot point is did you physically live with intention today did you did you activate yourself like I said last week did you run up and down the stairs a couple of times not a marathon but did you do yeah. something activating to get your body feeling like ah oh, okay I got exhilarated. Um, or did you get up and down, you know, out of your chair every 10 minutes, you know, because your watch said time to move or, okay, then are you emotionally getting something in your day? Are you sitting in your, you know, in the bad spaces or are you actually emotionally saying, I'm going to reach out to this person and say hi to them or I'm going to, oh, I just thought about like how terrible Thanksgiving was last year and how much I can't stand my family and now I'm going to ruminate or am I going to be like, oh, tomorrow's going to be a great day and I'm going to be with some of those family members and flipping that or having as an example emotional yeah. health and then obviously the social some people are very connected right now some people aren't but making a point to say how do I socially intentionally live today um, I have to I have to go to the post office today I always make sure that I say something really great or nice to the postal person because I know they work really hard. The guy that's been there forever and he's, and sometimes he's miserable yep. and I have him come in and I make jokes and I talk to him because I know some of the stuff about his family and I socially connect because I know it feels good. And then the spiritual side is just whatever you make of like, did you feel good about the energy about something today? Whether it's religious, that's fine. Or did you feel like connected in a way that felt like grounded to yeah. who you are as a person? So you don't have to do all those things, but if you can check box one of those and you're not used to doing that, that's kind of a start of having gratitude and living with intention without actually having to overthink it. Right. This gets back to the what I think is the basic mental health need and you can tell me I'm wrong or characterize it the way you want we have to separate ourselves from our mind yes it's it's vitally important because the mind has a particular job to do and it will do it and if we don't believe we're separate from it we're gonna fall into that all the time the the mind every day every minute is going to threat generate for you it's gonna create problems for you it's going to try to keep you safe so the mind can intellectually just observe that and it's the difference between saying I'm mad and I feel mad. Right. It's so very basic. So difference. instead of I wouldn't use the word separate necessarily mm-hmm. because then it's then it's disconnected. I would say it's more about integrating it and not 
not seeing it as a unidimensional thing. Like, so it's not all or nothing. Right. Like all in or all out, like that you have to disconnect them because they, the mind and the body talk to each other all the time. Yep. So if you're not integrating your, your mindset into a better mindset, your body's going to be in distress. If your body's in distress and your mind isn't listening to it and it's doing something else and it's not integrated, then there's going to be a disconnect as well. So it's more about, in my mind, psychologically, is integrating the two together so that they're talking to each other on equal playing fields instead of one being in distress and one not, or one being in semi-distress and one not, or one is, you know, whatever yeah. it is, so that you're, you're not... Um, so you're acknowledging that the mindset may be threat generating, then the body is definitely feeling the threat generation because right. it's got, you know, anxiety and it feels sick to your stomach and all that stuff that those should be triggers to integrate healthy interventions. That's a signal. Get up and walk. Don't drink more coffee. Um, go get better sleep. Don't spend so much time on your devices. Um, connect with someone. Um, listen to music. Those are those are all signals to integrate that something is not connected, and to disconnect more, at least the way I would understand separation, would actually make it worse. Versus, as soon as you get those triggers, it'd be like, okay, how do I integrate this to make it better? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, disconnect might have been phrased wrong, but the ability to rise in my the ability to rise above it. In other words, the mind's going to send a thought to you. Right. It, I haven't checked social media. Right. What if something happened? Right. But your intellect has got to be able to say it's okay. Everything's okay. Yeah. Right, because so the mind is constantly going to check in on you, poke you. Oh, you know, look at that bear. Look at right. that bear. Look at that bear. And you go, oh, we're right. okay. You know, you, you, you can't swim in that. You have to kind of be able to sit above it and, and say, no, we're okay. Right. So in, in being able to generate or modify, so I'll back that up a little bit. One of the first problems that I see typically with people is that they don't even identify what you just identified. Right. Like, they, people go through life unaware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not saying that they're not aware of, like, just the basic, but they're not aware of the connection that you just made. And that's, like, one of the first struggles that people have is, you know, when people say, I can't do it or it's it's just... They accept every thought as right. real. And it's because they're, people are so trained, both habitually, just in habit, and also neurologically, the brain yep. knows what it knows because it's been trained to do that. So in order to stop that or to change it or pivot, you have to actively know that you're doing that yep. and that it's having an impact on you. People often, we've talked about this, people often think it's happening to them. Right. And that's a huge piece of, of mental health um, demise for people is that everything's happening to them. You know, this happened to me, she did that to me, he did that to me, the, the boss. It's never, wait a second, let me sit with my and my thoughts, my feelings, and how am I contributing to this? Yeah. And that's hard for a lot of people to be able to do that. And that's really where good mental health and healthy and wellness stuff is for mind-body work is to be able to sit and go, what can I do that has nothing to do with anybody else to make this connect in, to make me centered <coughs> so I don't feel sick to my stomach or right. that my blood pressure is going to jump off the roof or that I'm so anxious I'm feeling like I'm going to die. Um, it's really about being able to look at that. From the very first thing, people people come in, Lou, all the time to me and say, I need techniques. Hmm. And they're frustrated initially in some of therapy with me because I won't give techniques that are advanced. I give, let's work on awareness. Yeah. And that drives people crazy because well, yeah. if they can stick with me the first few sessions and really stick with it, they get through it, which most people will do. Well, baby steps is how you get there. But I have to describe yeah. Yeah. how to sit with awareness and what that really is because people think that they're aware. Well, I know what's going on, really. Yeah. And yeah. when I go through the, the process of asking, well, let's do a body awareness check. Let's do a mindful awareness. Oh, people are like, afterwards, usually most people will say, I had no idea that I was doing that, or I had no idea that was happening, or yeah. I had no idea. And that's your first, that's a, that's probably your best technique because that all of a sudden puts your whole brain power into perspective of what you're actually doing yourself to perpetuate some of the, the craziness around you. Um, you know, that becomes your circus. Yeah. 
you know. Yes. <laughs> Funny you use that word, but <laughs> it's your circus. Yeah. You know, and 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 you know, even though it's it's funny, I use that a lot with my clients. It's like, you know, it's not your circus, not your monkey. So stay yeah. away from that. Do your own circus. Keep it in your own lane. Um, because once you figure out what your own circus is and, and not being that's not being mean about it, it's like a way to think of like the craziness that gets generated in your life. Once you know your own circus, all of yeah. a sudden you can go, I actually know how to get control over that. And if I don't, it's way easier to figure out how to really pull that together because now I'm aware of it. Yeah. You know, most, again, most people walk around with it happened to me. Yeah. Not what am I doing to, to create it and how to, how can I stop my piece of participating in it? Many of us are dealing with, most of us are dealing with our circus is our own mind. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and I, when I, it generates around it in yeah. a situation or build up around something else or someone. I've been equating it lately. Like, you know, living with your mind is like walking your dog. You know, an untrained dog. <laughs> well, yes. You'd, well, hope, yeah, if it's problematic, the dog's going to be aware of everything in every bush. He's going to start barking. He's going to, you know, he's right. going to go nuts at things. He's going to be afraid of everything. Right. And you as the owner, you can just run every time he barks because, wow, he says there's a threat out there. We right. got to get out of here. Right. You can do it that way if you want, but that's not, you know, you consider yourself the dog walker. The mind is your dog. Exactly. It's and barking I, all the time. And it's it's yeah. that's a great metaphor and and I use that similar metaphor and a couple others about the fact that you know you see a person out walking their dog and you can tell the dog is walking the person. Yes. And immediately in my head I go to because if I'm out working out I'm like, "Oh, that person probably like that as well in their own yeah. life because they can't get the dog trained enough. Therefore there's probably something going on." So it's it's a great example yeah. of how your mind if you wouldn't be, if you're not a good dog trainer and you have a dog and then your, your dog runs amok, then yeah. you're probably like that in your head as well. To the be dog's able to running say, your life. And, right. And, you're, is, you're, and you're, that's what that will make sense when I say, is your mind running your life? Because people always think right. I am my mind. Right. Right. No, you aren't. Right. Yeah. And it's what so it's what's in your mind that it needs to be cleared out. It's it, it's the Swedish death clean of your mind. Remember we talked about <laughs> yes. the Swedish death clean. Yes, is getting rid of all the garbage, mm -hmm. the excess crap that doesn't need to be there, and really cleaning house to be like, okay, what is the essential thing I need to be able to focus on? How to live with intention? How to feel okay today? How yep. to not be sucked into stuff that's negative and drama? Um, because people thrive off of that because it's part of that negative mindset versus. Yeah. If I stay in my own space and I feel okay, then I'm okay and not be, you know, driven into that space. But I yep. think that's a great metaphor for yeah. for people. For me personally, a couple of things I have to deal with. Say if someone wants a phone call, yes, texts me or emails me, they want to talk on the phone. Or somebody I know wants... Better. Some, I know better than to do that. <laughs> somebody People's wants answer. a meeting. I think it's going to be horrible. I just <laughs> think it's going to be hard. I have no idea whether it's going to be horrible or not, but my mind is just telling me, oh, God, that's awful. This is going to be, this is going to be a problem. So I have to fight that all the time, and mm -hmm. I have to become aware of the fact that, yeah, my personality and my mind is telling me this is going, this is going to be awful. And again, I always people always laugh when I say this, but I haven't been wrong often enough to discount that feeling totally. Right. But you still have to manage it. You know, you still have to be aware that this may be nothing. There may be no problem whatsoever. Yes, and, and some people just like to meet and talk on the phone. Right, and and and. I would imagine because there's some validity to some of these like examples like that example is a common experience for a lot of people because and here's the associated fact of of, of evidence that would make you run away from wanting to talk on the phone which yeah. you know they should do an experiment on this I'm sure there's as I say there, when people start calling me with good news I'll start answering the phone well and, and when people well the yeah. other thing is when so there's two things people either call with bad news if they're called or more often than not on a social level people will call and the boundary crossing that yeah. happens because they don't respect the amount of time you do or right. don't have. So you'll be more avoidant of the, of, of calling because right. you can't get off the phone because you don't want to hurt the person's feelings. It gets into this whole mental gymnastics of, I only have two minutes. I'm now at 10. The person's now telling me about the dog down the street and yep. what happened to their daughter at dance. And I need to go and I don't want like, so it's easier to just not have the phone call. It's easier to text and, and yep. to email because you don't have the boundary crossing that happens of someone not saying, you know, I have, I have a great friend that literally she'll call me and she'll be like, I know you have two seconds and blah, blah, blah. And I, so I never anticipate a bad call right. <laughs> because I have the experience base with her that I know that she knows the boundary that she won't get hurt if I say, I got to go. Right. And she won't be offended. Whereas 
the majority of other people yep. have they you have to do a lot of I'm sorry, I have to go, you know, right. <laughs> I have to go, I have to go. And so it's it's that mindset that you get into about trying to help people not be hurt instead yep. of it just being like they can't, they're not taking care of their own self in that and saying like, oh, the person had to go and not being offended by the fact that you're busy. Um, and that's a whole nother, that's yep. a whole nother social dilemma that we could talk about yep. at some point. But it is, is being able to really control for your own boundary. Boundaries are super important. That's a whole nother show as well that mm. we could talk about, about how much of the um, mental health issues that people have in general come from, in terms of like social connections, come from boundary crosses. People boundary crossing other people emotionally and not being able to manage or see, mismanaging of the boundary crosses. Oh, I got loose. Loose face is like, oh, this is See, now, now we're short on time, but that's a really interesting you. point because I didn't think that's how you're going to end that sentence. Oh. What did you think? I thought you were going to end that sentence by most of the problems occur because we let people cross our boundaries. And it gets back to what you were talking about, about, right. about talking about what you do have control over. Right. And many people, they cross my boundaries, you know, and that's victimhood. And it kind of absolves themselves of their part in it. And their part is that you let your boundaries be crossed. Right. right? So, so yes. So I mean, obviously, you can't what, control it all the time. So, but, in addition yeah. to what I said about that, people cross boundaries, right? Yeah. So, whichever side it is, it's about whether or not you allow it to happen. Right. So the so the mental health issues that come from it, the anxiety, the guilt, the shame, all those pieces that come, is because you're allowing the boundary cross to keep continuing and existing because we've trained ourselves and we've been trained into not speaking up for ourselves <clears throat> and that if we say no or right. if we put the boundary up to say here's the here's the line people get hurt um you know it has a lot of it has a lot of context to it that we should i'll do that maybe i'll do that show next yeah. week on boundaries um because it's such a big piece of why but allowing it so we end up not doing yeah. for a lot of ourselves because we allow other people and their agenda or what we perceive is their agenda there'll be the, the common one is well, if I don't do it, they'll be hurt. I'll feel guilty. You'll feel guilty because you're saying no, right. because they don't like that you're saying no, and that will make you feel bad because they trained you to feel bad about saying no. But the problem is if you allow the boundary to be crossed constantly, you sour the relationship right. for them and you. Right. Everybody's better off if, if boundaries are respected. Right. Yeah. And it's really hard. Well, yeah. another show, but it's yeah. really hard to set the boundary initially to start it to change the pattern because you get a lot of get a lot of pushback on it because you get a lot of hurt feelings yep and so being able to sit with the uncomfortability of the of the hurtful feelings but that's for the next show <laughs> or, or or between now and christmas because god knows the holidays are lots of boundary crosses god, with yes. people and nobody wanting to hurt each other yep. um so really so really quickly before we end the show today lou what <laughs> do you have to be thankful for today or tomorrow um i have tomorrow off very good. And I'm thankful I don't have any plans. That's good. I can watch some football. There you go. <laughs> um, and I'm thankful, and I was thinking about this this morning, I'm thankful that I have this place to come and help people in a different way on a bigger, grander scale than, you oh, know. see, you went big. Every day. What? <laughs> you went big. I went big. Yeah. I went big. Yeah. Um, and, and with my hands there, too. Um, but I am very thankful to that because I get um, such such good feedback and and I was giggling to myself that I don't ever think I had like perfect attendance at anything in my life, you know, because of gymnastics or something. I was always, and I was in the shower this morning having shower thoughts going, I'm thankful for the fact that I haven't missed one show yet. No. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that I'm coming up to a year soon yeah. and we'll have our year anniversary in February. And oh. yeah, and I haven't missed a show yet. You got a ways to go. What? You got a ways to go. Hey, <laughs> I only have December and January, and yeah. part of February to go. Yeah, just the middle of winter. That's all. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Fine. Take it away from me. <laughs> no, all not right. yet. Um, so you guys all have a great Thanksgiving. I will see you next week. And yep. um, if you've missed any of my podcasts, you can certainly go to your Daily Game Face on Facebook or any of your favorite podcast channels, and you can catch up with me. And have a wonderful day tomorrow. And enjoy. Stay safe, healthy, happy, and and, and don't kill your relatives. <laughs> <laughs> See you.